0: Everywhere I have sought peace and not found it, except in a corner with a book. Welcome to AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. The quote of the week is from Thomas Akempis, and this is actually a translation of a quote, uh, the English translation, and so much in my life of late, I've been loving the concept of rest, the philosophy of rest and the actuality of rest and rejuvenation and relaxation. So it's nice to bring that back into books. What an honor to have books for us to find peace and hide away for a little bit and take the focus off the realities around us, maybe the troubles, but maybe not that intense either, and just go into the books. And I'm not talking just the stories in books, but the audio, the production, the soothing memories that come along with people telling us stories when we were kids or people talking to us in soothing voices. And the environments that we can appreciate reading books in around your home, the outside, resting at a beach, and the rest that we get with books through all of this and especially with pleasure reading, is absolutely unmatched, right? This is not news. If you're a bookworm, then you and I know that it's absolutely true. Then we go and we crave that rest, and then we try to find it again in another book. What a lovely cycle. Let's get into the SELA home page. There are three feature titles up there, a fresh brand new batch. The first one is Vera Wong's Unsolicited Advice for Murderers by Jesse Q. santanto and this is a Mysteries and Crime Stories. The Climate Book by Greta Thunberg. And this is about the environment. And the last one up there is The White Lady by Jacqueline Winspire. And this is a historical fiction. So check those out at celalibrary.ca. And uh, that is through the Center for Equitable Library Access. And we're going to have a fun chat with our friends from CELA in a second. And that is about book clubs. Where do you find your recommendations? And if it's through a book club you're gonna enjoy it we're talking some recent book club bics some celebrity book clubs and of course what we think all subjectivity here what we think makes for a good book club recommendation i think we're gonna have a lot to say about all that with myself Teresa power and karen mckay from the center for equitable library access on ami audiobook review You're tuned into AMI Audiobook Review, the weekly podcast where we chat all things audiobooks. I'm your host, Ramia Amadun, and it's time for our monthly CELA chat. That's got a ring to it. It's from the Center for Equitable Library Access, and we're joined by Karen McKay and Teresa Power from CELA. Teresa is the content and access librarian. Karen is the communications manager. And you both join us at the start of the month, the month being May, to talk about books, and uh, we've been getting into some juicy subjects over the last couple of months. Today's topic is book clubs, the influence of book clubs. Are we part of book clubs? What are book clubs, and what do they mean to us? And this can honestly take up um, a lot of discussion with all the different angles, but maybe we should start with the basic question. Do each of you currently actively participate in a book club? Teresa? Teresa?
1: So I, I have a friend, a library friend, um, who started <laughs> up a book club at the beginning of the year and asked me to participate. Uh, I did get the first book that they decided to do, which was the um, oh, it was the Seven Husbands of of Evelyn Hugo. Yeah, and that book was just it. It wasn't my book. It wasn't, uh, yeah. So I, I struggled. So am I part of a book club? It's a difficult question. Yes, but I, I may have given up a little bit after the first book. (laughs) Um, yeah. So that's kind of basically where I am with the book club.
0: Like still wondering if you should, uh, commit or not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, The subsequent books that they they've chosen haven't, been fully up my alley Mm -hmm. either so yeah
0: in the past have you been part of book clubs that you were fond of
1: not really as an adult as a kid definitely as part of the like library programming for sure um but not really as an adult especially not uh since going through library school and okay doing this professionally yeah
0: maybe you're just a solo reader you're like i will recommend to myself and i may or may not be happy with it but then i can't blame the book club (laughs) so (laughs) Karen, how about you? Actively reading with people?
2: We're trying to restart a book club that sort of fell apart during COVID. So um, it should be a straight yes or no answer, but really it's not. It's sort Mm -hmm. of like Teresa's. I'd like to be. And um, we had a really great discussion group. uh, But finding a a time that works for everybody just seems to be really challenging post COVID. So yeah. yeah. So that's where I am with it.
0: What's interesting is that for some people, the book club is the huge impact that puts you into the headspace of reading. And it gives you this, like, minimal reading list of the year or a target to hit every month because you're doing it along with your friends, your people, the, the, all the bookworms together. And, and that's awesome. But I feel like for the two of you who read so much so frequently, um, does it really matter? Like, the purpose of the book club would be different. I should say. So for me, I'd
2: love a book club to talk about it, right? Like there are books that I read that I think I would really like to have somebody else's view on this. And the book club that I was involved in, we had really diverse thinkers and we had a, one of the women was a professor of women's studies. So Mm -hmm. she always had really interesting takes on sort of female characters moving through books. Um, And and I did like that. There was sort of like a you know there was a deadline. You have to read the book by. But I also kind of hated that because I I have a rule that if I don't like the book by about page I don't know fifty ish I'm done. Like it's oh
0: yeah.
2: I don't think we knew this about you, Karen. Yeah, there's there's not enough time in the world for me to to you know read everything. Like I'll read books for work, but I don't always read them cover to cover. Like sometimes Mm -hmm. I'll read them to get a gist of them, and then you know then let that let them be but um for personal reading if you haven't got me by page 50 you're probably not wow. it's probably
1: going in the in the giveaway pile
0: yeah it's gotta be the first time we've had that said i know you on the show okay <laughs> it's a very different picture of you as a librarian i'm 100
1: percent with you there on really that. yeah absolutely like I, I don't know i just feel like my reading time is so precious yeah i you know i i just i i don't have enough time to read a book that I don't love which is why I'm so particular about what I choose to read because there's so little time for me to read the things that I absolutely love so you know what I end up reading ends up being like you know a hundred percent what I love you know hit it out of the park excellent you know like (laughs) a guaranteed guaranteed enjoyment basically
0: the bar is high around the table actually because I'm the same way I have uh, many unfinished books in my library, even you know, Audible credit worth books. Just because if I can't get into it, I can't get into it, and I'm so easy, ready to move on to the next book that's going to take my attention. Um, so that's very interesting, guys. Uh, How about book clubs to follow? So we're talking about our own personal, uh, belonging to book clubs and maybe lack thereof at the moment, but following the Influence of celebrity book clubs out there, social media book talks, or uh, just you know big ones like the Oprah Book Club that are obviously very influential for a lot of people and influential in how big books get in general. Teresa, you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean I have lots of thoughts. I mean my cynical side says you know if you're following the Reese Witherspoon Book Club and you don't get around to the book, you'll probably just. End up watching her adaptation of it eventually, <laughs> right. which is what she seems to do with many of the books that she chooses. But like, I think that those book clubs are really popular um, because of the kind of books that they choose. Like, they are not—they're um, not extreme books in terms of their genres. I find them to be um, very middle like like in the middle, I I don't know how to describe it better. It's not like this extreme science fiction or like this extreme Western. There's something very kind of like middle ground about it, which I think makes those books that they choose far more appealing to far more people. There's more people that are going to pick up those kinds of books than um books from like a book club where it's really really niche Mm
0: -hmm. or personal right like personal recommendations Mm -hmm, versus like mm -hmm. what is going to be a trend shortly Mm -hmm. because of this highly influential book club
1: Mm -hmm. and I find that a lot of what Reese Witherspoon picks um are more historical fiction in nature Mm -hmm. I'm thinking there's a few in the top of my head, certainly not all of them, but yeah, I think that there's just a, there's a general appeal and there's definitely, I think a general readership that she's aiming for with her, with her book club. Uh, Definitely a demographic there.
0: Right. Right. Um, Karen, for you, any uh, positive feelings about these celebrity book clubs? well i
2: think that uh, for both of those book clubs that you mentioned oprah and reese witherspoons they're the kind of books that you are likely to be able to talk over the fence with a neighbor about right they're the kind of books your neighbors would pick up or your aunt might read or your mom might read um and so i think that you know that there's benefit in that because it creates a platform for folks to start talking about books with people they might otherwise not engage with on books, or it just gives some common ground, which I, you know, I think we can all use more common ground these days. Um, there's a couple of Reese Witherspoon books that, uh, like I was scanning the list for for this conversation, and there was one or two, I'm like, oh, I don't remember hearing about that one. It's an older book. I like that she picks sometimes some older books, like Oprah seemed to be more um, current, like published within the last year or two, for the most part. Uh, whereas Reese, like her book for this month is um, or last month, I think, is The Nightingale by Kristen Hannah. That's like a seven or eight year old book. Um, and so, you know, it's nice that that you're not competing at the library necessarily to get them. And, you know, I, I think that there there's some well thought out parts of her of her book club. I do agree that most of her books look like the kind of things she would turn into a movie. But mm. I'm not opposed to that to that either. Um, I think Oprah is a bit more eclectic and I think that she does just by the nature of her um, view on the world. I think that she brings in a little bit more diversity into her book clubs. Um, certainly the black experience plays more uh, prominently than I think it does in the Reese Witherspoon book. Um, but what I also found interesting as part of sort of thinking about this is that there's, there's lots of book clubs for women. I mean, these two are kind of default for women. Yep. So I went hunting around for book clubs for men um and a lot of them are online or they're sort of chapters where they'll, they'll set up a structure and everybody you know reads the same book and there's there's a few like there's a tough guys library or a tough guys book club which I thought was kind of interesting and then there's lots that have um sort of connections through one dimension of diversity so there was a lot of um black men's books clubs there was quite a few lgbtq plus community or gay men book clubs um which you know I think that that that's an interesting take on things, um, because you get a perspective that's probably similar to your own outlook. Uh, not always, but you know you've you've got that sort of one thing in common. So I wonder yeah. what kind of conversations come out of book clubs like that, where there's, uh, you know, there's a common thread versus something that's maybe a little bit more diverse. Like my sister-in-law is in a book club, and she they've had lots of sort of people come and go, but the same group's been together for 20 years. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. And they have, like, there's a couple of people in her book club that she would never run across in any other circumstance in her life. Mm. Um, and she finds that really interesting and really engaging to have those different perspectives. And so, uh, you know, back to the, the Reese Witherspoon and Oprah, I think it gets people reading, which is always a fantastic thing. But I wonder how, um, how much sort of depth of conversation... Mm -hmm. some of these book clubs create
0: yeah and i can um empathize with what you said about oprah specifically i think that she's a fascinating person and uh that she's got so much to share on her views her perspectives her uh lived experience even and then obviously her her ladder up the um entertainment industry and so when she recommends a book I feel like it comes from a very deep place. It May not always be the case. Maybe it's just presented that well and that way. but i I feel connected to what she has to say through taking her recommendation. and um, and because of that, i and maybe others have very similar perspectives. that could influence you taking a recommendation similar to wanting to read something a friend is reading, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because it feels. More meaningful to you than just, oh my gosh, it's getting so popular. It's on Oprah's book club. So that's one thing. And then the second thing you said about people meeting each other uh, who wouldn't necessarily meet in other circumstances or vice versa, where you're building a community around this common thread of, um you know, we all have this in common, are, I think, lovely, wonderful ways to bring people together to read. Because then when you read, there's so much more expansion to the kinds of things you can talk about uh, and to get to know each other in in different ways but it's very true like even with the the book club Amir's uh, book club Amir who joins us on the show um, in that book club it's, it's pretty local like most of us are from the greater Toronto area and and most of us are from the blind low vision community and yet They're people who I don't necessarily hang out with on a regular basis or see in circumstances aside from this book club. So uh, when you said that, it kind of hit home for me as well, thinking that's true. But the interesting conversations we have around the books we read are always so engaging and so fascinating. What makes, you guys both touched on this um, in, in different capacities already, but what do you think, either objectively or super personally, makes for a good book club recommendations um we've been part of i've been part of different scenarios where we're trying to figure this out legitimately say you know is there a formula for this should we try this trial and error uh or do we just go around the table and every month somebody picks something that they want no questions asked you know is there something around that that you've tapped into Teresa?
1: i think you know a lot of it really depends on the people who are part of the book club and and like what kind of book club you want to have. If you are a group of people who are there and are really flexible and you know really just love the social aspect of it and you know want to read anything for the sake of being able to come together and discuss it, then. I think that gives you a lot of flexibility to to pick and choose um, what you want. For me, when I think of book club, you know, I am kind of, I, I naturally go to the quintessential kind of book club, which is, you know, the, uh, the Oprah book club or the Reese Witherspoon book club. Um, there's one book that I read recently called uh, Vera Wang's um, uh, sorry excuse me uh oh gosh uh, vera uh, wong's unsolicited advice for murderers and you know i read this book and it was very much um a gentle mystery um there wasn't a lot of gore to it uh, but there's a lot of humor to it as well it's a fairly easy read um and I think that it would be kind of fun to to discuss that. But it's not juicy uh, in terms of the discussion points at all. Um, but I also don't know when people read Oprah book club books or Reese Witherspoon book clubs. Uh, as a club, are they going somewhere online as a whole group? Are people meeting together in subgroups and, and discussing these books? I wasn't too sure. Um, But I thought as a kind of middle ground book, this would be a fun and interesting read and one that I would recommend, say, to like a library to to use as as a book club book.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, so not just like a recommendation necessarily, but also beyond that to say this could be a general recommendation for any kind of book club.
1: Yeah, I think so. If Mm. you're, if you're a book club where, you know, you're reading all different kinds of things and also it depends on like the demographic of your book club. um, I think this would be like the quintessential kind of Mm -hmm. book club book that you would have in a a library.
0: Okay. That's fair. I am not going to lie. I've very narrowly been focused on, personal recommendations and uh, Mm -hmm. how this book why this book is being recommended by you you know like I I love Mm -hmm. that connection um but truly yeah what makes for a good book club pick any thoughts from you Karen
2: yeah so I've been thinking a lot about this my so with my book club um i really love when we get into deep conversations where we can sort of pick up an issue and look at it from all sides because everybody's got some different perspectives Mm -hmm. to to offer we read um an inconvenient indian this was a few years ago now and i have to say our conversation wasn't great like we all sort of learned things but we often really agreed on the the things that we were learning and there wasn't a lot of sort of debate um so it was a more educational kind of experience but but not a good discussion if that makes sense whereas other books like there's a there's a book right now it's on um i believe it's on oprah's list it's called hold my girl by charlene carr and it's about um, uh, two women who have ivf and their eggs get switched and one woman has a stillborn and the other woman has the has a live baby and then they oh figure my. out what's happened and so I haven't read this book it's new out um, this year just in the last couple of months I think um, but I could see that with the book club that I've been involved in I, I could see us having some really interesting conversations about you know motherhood and connection and what's the you know what's the right thing to do for the child and uh, identity and like just all of these different nuanced things whereas if I if we're reading a book that we can't sort of argue with or argue you know with each other about it the the conversation doesn't seem quite as rich in my experience so there's another uh, another book that i think you know it could be a really good um book club book it's called uh valley of the bird tail it's currently on the shaughnessy cohen book list and it's written by two men uh one who's um indigenous and it's on the bc coast i believe and the other who's white and then they grow up in this town that's separated by a river and so they've got the reserve side and you've got the the white side basically um and their differences and experiences i think that'd be an enlightening book i don't know that it would be like i think we'd all come to the same kind of conclusions around that book so i don't know that it would be as juicy a discussion as one where we can kind of really dig into
1: the issue yeah. that's sort of my take on it when i think about a book like if i was going to recommend or a book that was really be really great for a discussion. I think on the ravine by Vincent lamb would probably be at the top of my recommendations. It's about, uh, two Chinese, um, doctors set in Toronto and these two doctors are approaching the, um, the problem of, uh, overdosing um and that epidemic uh, from two very different kind of places and perspectives and it's actually the third book of i don't know if it's a planned trilogy or an unplanned trilogy but it follows two characters that actually appeared in his um very first book bloodletting and other miraculous cures and Uh, Each book kind of follows different um, characters and it's so topical right now. Um, And I think that it would probably provide a lot of um, fulsome discussion at a book club. And it's also one that I'm really looking forward to reading myself.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many reasons to get together as we've laid out through this convo um, to talk books, and the discussion is obviously the main bit you know everybody comes in with not just their discussion points and their takeaways from but also their listening ears you know and and being able to take in um feedback and review and perspectives from others who've read and I think that that is such a big part of the learning experience through having these um communal book discussions but then also you know the reasons why we get together right with virtual book clubs, which is the only thing that I've ever had the opportunity to take part in. Um, You're really just discussing maybe over dinner. So you're having your own food. But I would love to be in a space with people discussing over actual food (laughs) together. (laughs) (laughs) And so that's that's kind of my next step towards a book club. Um, And that would be I've done that actually.
1: yes um Bonnie Stern who is a local Toronto um, chef pre-pandemic had a great book club where you you read a book and then you went to a dinner that was kind of based on that book and I read oh a book um set during like the Czar times in Russia and it was really great we went to Jamie Kennedy's old restaurant which was on the east end of Toronto now closed and he served this like sumptuous meal with like oh borscht my. and it was just it was really out of this world and totally up my alley because I also love food
0: yeah that would have <laughs> taken the discussion to another level oh my gosh count me in see and now we're post-pandemic so really gonna have to step it up with this uh, game plan Teresa Karen thank you so much for joining us as always our pleasure. Karen McCade, Teresa Power from the Center for Equitable Library Access. You can catch them back around at the start of every month here on AMI Audiobook Review. I'm your host, Ramya Amadun, with technical producer Nisreen Abdel-Majid for the show. We're getting into another Know Your Narrator segment with Sarah Hillis next time. And until then, happy audiobook listening.